Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Welcome to You Made Me Watch, the podcast where I, Mike Bobbitt, and my wife, Allison Bobbitt, make each other watch a movie the other has never seen before. Mm -hmm. This week, we're going to find out what movie Allison is going to make me watch next week. And then after that, Allison and I will have a couple of recommendations for you. I'm going to guess that Allison's is going to be a true crime podcast of some sort. Might be. And I'll guess that mine is some sort of punk rock. So, Allison, what movie are we going to watch next week? We are going to watch Stir of Echoes. Oh, I saw a guy who got a two-inch needle stuck into his arm while he was under hypnosis, didn't feel king. Okay, Kreskin, prove it. <clears throat> Hypnotize somebody. Yeah, do me. No. Come on. What's the worst that can happen? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Why do I know that song? Are you okay? What the hell did she do to me? I see a red door and I want it painted. He hasn't gone to work. He sleeps like 12 hours a night. Why are you digging? The man's switch got flipped. He's a receiver now. She's taking him away. She was here. What's the problem? He can't stop it. He can't slow it down. He can't even figure it out. No! Whatever door you open in my mind, I want you to shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. Ooh, what is this? So, Stir of Echoes Kevin is, Bacon? It is Kevin Bacon. And he's a nasty man in it, right? Um, he's not. Oh. Um, he's our hero. Okay. So this came out in 99 and it is, it's got. Well, don't, don't tell me too much. Is I it, won't tell you too much. Is it a horror movie? It is a horror thriller horror kind of thriller. thing. Okay. Um, well, I know absolutely nothing about it. Okay. So I want to go in completely blind. Okay. Uh, all you need to know is Kevin Bacon is in it, and a mystery unfolds. Okay. All right. 
This isn't the, uh, no, that's uh, Dennis Quaid, the one where he and his son are solving a murder through a transistor radio. So, no, I don't know anything about this at all. Ooh, I'm excited. I've never gone in completely blind about a movie. I've always had some sort of, I feel like I can kind of see the cover, which is like Kevin Bacon's face, but it's lit up in like red or yeah. something like that, mm-hmm. which made me think that he's the nasty man, but he's the hero, huh? You're gonna, you're gonna be surprised. Okay. There's, it's, it is kind of a thing where you're like, mm, I don't know about him. He seems like oh, a bad dude. Oh, you just spoiled it for me? No. No, okay. I don't think so. You'll see. Okay. Well, very, very cool. Do you know what you're going to recommend yet? Or do you want I me- do, and it's a book. Oh, is it a crime book? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know. Is it a crime book that just hasn't been adapted to a podcast yet? I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> okay. Whose murder are we going to talk about this? Well, this is actually a book that you might have heard of already. It's pretty... It came out in the last five years it's um it does have an hbo doc attached to it are you gonna guess what it is oh yeah the uh so it's called i'll be gone in the dark yeah Pat um, oswald's uh deceased wife um michelle mcnamara yeah is the golden state killer the golden state killer yes uh she was i think pretty instrumental in getting interest reignited at yeah. least within the public for this case it has been a pretty active case in California. I believe they were always kind of investigating it. There just, there really weren't any leads. Um, Michelle McNamara was one of the people who uh, suggested to investigators to use familial DNA to try and find him. That's Uh, how this came up. Yes. And, it got solved after her death. It did. It was solved after her death and shortly after the release of her book. Um, it right. ended up getting solved. And then I believe um, Pat Oswald had like her research assistant help finish the book. Correct. It yeah. was mostly finished. Um, she had the last few chapters to complete. So with her notes, her research assistant helped her, helped finish the book to get it released. Um, and it is... So fucking good. It is very descriptive, so be prepared for that. Oh, it, cool. Yeah. Um, and there are photos of a lot of the victims, not when they were murdered, but, you know, photos of them, you know, so you kind of get to know them as people a little bit. Okay. Which is nice. Have you watched the HBO series? No, I haven't watched it yet. I was waiting for you. Yeah, I would love to watch that with you. And, of course, the other thing about the book is that because the killer was unknown... When it was written, you really get to know a lot about the victims and a lot about where these things took place. It's really, really, it's a very good book if you haven't had a chance to read it yet and you really like true crime. The killer ended up being a cop, right? Uh, Yes, he was a police officer for a short amount of time. Um, But yes, he was a police officer. Wow. Which is one of the things that they thought. Right. Is that it was someone with knowledge of law enforcement. He is elderly now so he did unfortunately get to live out his life mostly unbothered but he will die in prison and his family now has to know like he yeah 
Yeah, his family now knows what he did. Right. Which, that is a complicated thing. Um, I know, like, uh, BTK's daughter ended up, um, I think she wrote a book and she might have a podcast as well where she kind of talks a little bit about what it's like finding out that your father is an infamous serial killer and kind of the aftermath of that. I do think that, for the most part, Joseph D'Angelo's family has been left alone because they clearly had no fucking idea. Right. Um, oh, that's so scary. Can you imagine, like, finding out, like, your dad is a killer or something? Like, an infamous killer? Yeah. I I can't imagine what that would be like. I don't think your dad is a killer. I don't think he has time for that. He's golfing yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, an, it's a really excellent book. Um, Michelle McNamara was a very incredible writer and true crime writer she does have a website also called true crime diary which i believe is still active so if you want to read um some of the archives i believe they're still available uh through her website the new pat oswald uh special is on netflix now hmm. i wonder if he does that joke about seeing the person in the backyard <laughs> i hope so that was yeah, a good joke that was great when we saw that live. yeah we did see pat oswald live about a year ago yeah and he was great. He was great live. I've never seen him live. And you and I both really wanted to. And Yeah, he was one of those people I never got to see on a uh, small stage in L.A. or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I enjoyed I never saw him live before. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, he was really great. And he was also like, this is going to be kind of a mess. Because it's like the first time he was back on stage in like a year or two. Right. Or the tour was the first time he'd. You yeah. know, really returned to doing regular comedy. So yeah. he was great. He was, cool. I had a really good time. Good. Okay. So that's my recommendation. What about yours? Do you have a guess? No. What have I totally been into lately? Chumbawamba. Already covered Chumbawamba. I know. That's why I'm like, I don't know. Bob Villain. Oh, Bob Villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw Bob Villain live. They are a two-piece band. They opened for Amel and the Sniffers. And in all honesty... I think they were the high point of the show. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy Amel and the Sniffers a lot. Amy Taylor from Amel and the Sniffers is just full of energy. Mm-hmm. Like she has a line in one of her songs, uh, energy. That's my currency. And uh, she's been touring nonstop and she hasn't lost her voice. Like it's pretty incredible. And as incredible as that was Bob villain. Oh my God. Started listening to them because I found out that they were opening and I like to know a little bit about the opening bands Mm -hmm. that I'm going to see. Their newest album that came out this year is called Bob Villain Presents The Price of Life. They are punk, hardcore, hip-hop, super left-leaning, very progressive band. It's going to be my new gym music. It is just so high energy, up-tempo, and the guys, like, it's angry. It's angry, angry stuff. It kind of reminds me lyrically a, a little bit of Idols during the um, Joy is an Act of Resistance mm-hmm. period until Idols kind of changed a lot of what they were doing because other left-leaning bands like uh, Seaford Mods ridiculed them for sloganeering. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what, though? Like, 
Who cares? Sloganeering in lyrics just means you're writing catchy lyrics. Fuck you. Like Yeah, it doesn't matter. But instead of doing that, they did their album Ultra Mondo with like nonsense things like, How's this for a cliche? And it's like, just fuck off. Like, why do you care? Why do you you guys are in your thirties. Stop caring about what a (laughs) couple old dudes in their forties. Yeah. You know. It's fine. So what else? The music is so catchy and it's so earnest and it's you know it's talking about like the hardships of being a working class person in east london a black person and the guys were so gracious and night like i spent a a little bit of time talking to them yeah you said they were working their merch table yeah like there was still the level of doing that and uh they were so gracious. I told them, I was like, I think you guys put out the best album of 2022. Mm. And I th- think it's also the most important album that came out this year. And they were so, like, looked genuinely humbled by that mm-hmm. and touched that, you know, here's a couple of working class East Londoners uh, of color and their message has connected with a middle aged <laughs> middle class white dude in the suburbs of Detroit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I told you, too, that there was a little kid named Thomas who was at the show with his dad mm-hmm. and his dad told the guys like he's memorized every lyric of, you know, the new album. And uh, they let him come up on stage and sing their final song with them. And yeah, it, it was really cool. Like lyrically, they remind me of Crass or Chumbawamba. A good entry point for them if you want to check them out, is their song called Pretty Songs. I'm no pacifist. I'm smashing fists at every single racist prick on me. I'm not having it. There's no kumbaya to be found round here. No groovy beat. No liberal lefty cunt is going to tell me punching Nazis ain't the way. If you want to hold hands and sing, go do it over there while the big boys play. Okay. I could do this all day long. Sing a song. So they're coming back in May and I will definitely be there for that show. That's awesome. Yeah. I love their lyrics and I love the music Mm -hmm. and them live was just so good. That's great. And the singer has such great charisma mm-hmm. that uh, comedic charisma, too, where, you know, at one point in time, he was like told the audience, he's like, yeah, we're having fun, right? OK, good, because I'm going to have some bad news for you. So. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, and it's spelled Bob V-Y-L-A-N. Yeah. It's sort of like Bob Dylan. But with a but V. But with a V. Yeah. Yeah. Very so those cool. were our recommendations. Yeah, as a surprise to no one. I know. <laughs> oh, Mike's obscure music yeah. and <laughs> something true crime related. It, yep, exactly. You're all welcome. Yeah. At least you know what to expect. Well, I'm really looking forward to Stir of Echoes. Okay, good. It's it's yeah. a good movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I was scared you were going to punish me because of Pirates of Penzance. Um, the episode that just released was the one about i don't feel at home in this world anymore Uh so i was feeling kind of soft okay so that means when pirates of penzance releases i'm gonna get mad again and i'm gonna be like we're gonna watch some trash yeah 
we're going to watch Adventures in Babes in Toyland again. No. Yeah. No, it won't be that good. Oh, God. It'll be like flubber level, maybe worse. Ugh. It's going to be worse. I love you very much, and I love too. that you do this podcast with me. I love doing this podcast with you, and I think you're cute. But you don't love me very much. Um, I love you very much, but I don't like you a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> week ago mm. even though we just got done recording that still mad